Hi, I'm Rob, and thanks for discovering season one of Two Bye Guys. We hope you enjoy it. So in season one, we recorded everything in person. It was pre-pandemic, and we used professional sound booths. And as you'll hear, the audio quality is pretty great. But it was also very complicated and expensive. And when the pandemic hit, those booths became impossible. So in season two, we tried recording interviews locally while chatting on Zoom, which kind of worked, but the audio quality was spotty. Sometimes people made manual mistakes with the recording. It was a huge hassle for me to receive the files, convert the formats, compile the audio, edit by hand. I knew I needed a better solution if I was going to continue the podcast. And Zencaster was that solution. The thing that was most important to me, knowing how the process works, is that the audio gets recorded locally, not over the internet like Zoom does. When you get up to seasons three and four, you'll hear how good the audio quality is. It rivals what you're about to hear from season one, which was recorded in professional sound booths. And it's so much easier and cheaper. Everyone can record from home with whatever equipment they have, even just a laptop's built-in mic. And then there's the editing and post-production. I used to have to go through every track manually, reducing background noise, mixing volumes and levels, making sure my guest and I were synced. Now Zencaster post-production takes care of all of that and delivers ready-to-upload files. So if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, I highly recommend Zencaster. It's easy, it's affordable, and it's very reliable, and the sound quality is great. And now if you go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and enter promo code 2 guys, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing, promo code 2 guys for 30% off your first three months. It's time to share your story with Zencaster. How do you prepare in, uh, for a shoot? Do a little breathing yeah, exercise. Yeah, similar like mental goose frabas, if you will. <laughs> I just start taking off my clothes and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try it. Is it, is it <laughs> <some meditation>? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Bi Guys. I am uh, here by myself today in Los Angeles, just one bi guy, but here with two more, so we have three. I'm here with Dante Cole and Michael Del Rey, who are two. Models, adult performers, content creators living in Los Angeles, pushing the boundaries of fluid representation in the porn industry. And I'm very excited to have them here. Welcome, Dante and Michael. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, this actually came about from that uh, Slut Ever show that we mm -hmm. were in. Alex and I were in that show, and Dante appeared in the first section about bisexuality in the porn industry. And then uh, Dante connected us to Michael. And so let's start by, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, anything else I left out? And also, what are your pronouns and how do you identify on any spectrums you'd like to identify on? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Michael Del Rey. Him is perfectly fine. But I identify as like pansexual. Cool. Um, I think bi is like an overarching umbrella. Bi is like the more easy layman's terms way for people to understand exactly what I do identify as, but pansexual would be more accurate to like how I identify. I am Dante Cole. He, him uh, is what I use, I guess. I've actually never had to uh, mention that. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. You know, standardize that question. There we go. Yeah. Popping my cherry. Um, but as far <laughs> as my sexuality goes, um, in general, I try not to use like titles. It's not like I'm like against the use of titles, like you know, gay, straight, bi, pan, whatever. Uh, it's just easier for me just to be like, I prefer women, but 
that to some people would mean bi or pan because mm-hmm. then I'm also interested in men to whatever extent at that specific moment. Jury's okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> but most of it. But both of you are sort of fluid. Like, oh, yeah. talk a little more about what pansexual means to you and, and how you sort of came to these identities. Yeah. I mean, I definitely knew I was not 100% straight pretty. I mean, I wouldn't say early on. I think some people know like five and six. You know, I was definitely more in like, I think I was probably like 16 and I realized my varsity football captain I didn't just admire. Um, (laughs) And I ended up fucking around with this, like the one openly gay kid in uh, high school. I mean, I feel like my mom kind of should have put it together when I was like getting workout Barbies and stuff at like five years old. My first CD was Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. I didn't think you'd put a thing or two together, but I'm also from Wisconsin, so it's not like super open to that. Uh Um, But, so anyways, I kind of progressed and I thought, oh, I used to say, you know, hetero flexible, you know, because I did think I was more hetero. And then yeah. I really just got more opportunities to explore, like, the gay side of me, if you will. And then I started to be like, well, hold on, what the, what the fuck here? Because this definitely is not holding to one side or the other. And it's like bouncing back and forth, depending on the week, depending on how hot the guys I'm fucking, depending on how hot the girls I'm fucking, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it comes and goes, you know, you have a good experience with pussy, you know, you want to go for seconds, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you have a bad one, you're like, let's switch it up a bit. I know but, exactly what you mean. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I, uh, well, I kind of like fell in love with this girl and she's trans and I realized that it it all kind of really did not come down to uh, sexual organs or sexual identity or like gender identity. For me, it was more about just like hot is hot. Yeah. And then someone's like, oh, so it's about like their emotions. I'm like, no, I have standards. I, I give a fuck about your emotions. I care if you're hot. Yeah. But I just realized that uh, that didn't necessarily correlate with like gender. Gender. At all. You can find people attractive right. of any gender. Yeah. And do you use pan as opposed to bi? Well, I pretty openly say pansexual, but like when I'm in bi porn, like they'll always list it as bi. I'm not going to like yeah. go out of my way to be like, no, I'm not bi because. I mean, I kind of am bi. Like, right. ask, I, I think it's just like everyone's opinion on the term bi yeah, at yeah, that point. For sure. And how about you? How did you come to this identity? And like, when did you realize you were fluid sexually? Uh, so pretty much my whole life, I never had any sort of trigger or thing where I was like, huh, maybe, maybe I am interested in guys. And then I uh, was 18 years old on my first porn scene, and it was with a guy. Yeah. And... I've, I had never even kissed a guy before, and then so I just went and jumped right into the scene, like fuck it, and then I was like, "Huh, that's not so bad." <laughs> and so it just kind of everything. Mind you, I'm 25 now, so over the course of seven years, that's you know evolved quite a bit, and so now I'm just like a lot more comfortable with who I am, and just like allowing myself to be like interested in what I want to be interested in, and I relate a lot with Michael because it's like for me right now, uh, guys are more of like sexual interests i've never had a romantic interest in a sense but that's not to say that that can't happen i'm just like it just hasn't come around yet right i think i identify with that a lot because for me it started very much as a sexual attraction to men but then as i opened myself up then i started to realize well maybe something emotional is possible too Mm -hmm. and it sort of happened very slowly once you open yourself up right right so the porn triggered you realizing that you might be not straight yeah basically 
it, it was never one of those things where I grew up when I was just like, you know, like, oh, I'm straight, like, meh, like all that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> but it was just, it, it was just never a thing to me. It was never something I considered. I was just like, yeah, I'm straight. You know, I never had a reason to second guess that until that moment, obviously. Was it easy to make that transition after your first shoot? Like how quickly did you become comfortable or come to realize that? I stayed pretty like down low on everything for a couple of years because I went into the military. Uh, I had got like a couple scenes out of the way. And then uh, for the next like two years plus I was uh, in the military. And then so I didn't really do anything then. And so then after I got out, I went back to that same studio and started exploring a little bit more. And then it was just about after that where I really started to like open up and like really become who I am and allow myself to be who I am. Cool. So, Dante, you were in the Navy. Was there sex between straight identified men going on there? And how did that play out? I didn't see a whole lot of that going on, but like you heard that it did happen. Like that shit did go on. And so there's two big things that I've always that I've seen. And one of them is like when you're like in a special forces program, like you get some of these badass fucking dudes that are just like they will straight up tell you like yeah, I fuck dudes. What are you going to do about it? Like, they just are so badass that they just don't care what anyone thinks. And then you have the other dudes who are, like, in these badass roles that are like, yeah, you know, I I like to have sex with dudes sometimes because there's nothing more masculine than dominating another guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now it's like, well, like, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I feel like in a lot of cases that is just a way uh, to mask what's really going dick. on. Yeah, so <laughs> those are your kind of, like, your two ways. But like I said, like, you know, the, you could be totally straight and you could just get off on the fact of dominating a guy, but more than likely it's there's something else there. Interesting. And how about you, Michael? Did, I'm just when picturing did... him in the military being bad. <laughs> 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 like, uh, That's, yeah, huh, kind of hot. Just thinking. But when did you get into porn and did you realize things about your sexuality because of that? Was it tied in also or separate? Uh, like a little bit. Like my story's a little similar. Um, I was like 19, I think, my first porno. But I also really, really biffed that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, in my defense, I did have this PA who totally fucked with me and taught me how to douche wrong. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, it wasn't cute. But it was also fucking hilarious in hindsight. And I laugh about it with a guy all the time now. But um, so there was like a year gap in there. But anyway, so let's say I started like 1920. Um, Like I had fooled around with guys at that point. Not much, um, but enough to know like, you know, I was into it a little bit. So the I, I, I didn't know how much, and a part of me just wondered if it was just me being like a real curious dude. Like I've always been like, yeah. like curiosity kills the cat. Like if I was a cat, shit died a lot. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I was always just a crazy kid getting into all sorts of mischief. So I'm like, I was already kind of in it, and then I think porn was just it became like an outlet. Yeah. I think it was just like, a, okay, now not only can you be comfortable and open or as open as you, like, you feel comfortable with in Wisconsin, also here's this whole new world you can gallivant in and explore your sexuality on this side. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. So it was like a benefit when you sort of got in there. Like, Well, I mean, I do think that I would have repressed a lot of like who I was and like yeah. the gay sides of my sexuality, but um, I don't think I ever would have like completely been ignorant or like totally ignored it you know it might not have come out as fast or maybe not at all i just sort of repressed it long enough yeah who knows but porn was really more of like an opportunity or an outlet to explore that and i definitely pushed me into it a little bit too i mean yeah it was a fast ride but i agree with that (laughs) 
kind of yeah. didn't get a choice. All those little like pieces that are like, well, are you sure you want to do this? You're like, yeah, I'm here doing this. So <laughs> Yeah, I identify so much with what you're saying about being curious and being that type of person. And I think a lot of people who are fluid sexually have that in common. Do you think that like your openness to experience and your curiosity about that stuff helped you get into the porn industry and like because there's stigma about that and there's stigma about sexuality like are those things related can you fight that stigma in similar ways like like because we had the balls to to come out and be who we are is that maybe the same balls right i would say so yeah exactly i think so so as well it never it was never a struggle for me as far as being like a porn performer it was one of those things that like i just immediately accepted who i was or not i'm sorry totally false but up until a couple <laughs> years ago i like i just got i get into this like fucking attitude and then i was just like this is who i am and if you don't accept that then you know then i'm not gonna like you know surround myself around you so i was just like it, it was just never like really a concern for me so like sexuality kind of followed in suit so yes we were born this way <laughs> <laughs> amazing So what is it like to be by in the porn industry? Let's set the stage a little. Like, what kinds of porn do you actually do? What studios do you work with? Do you do, like, gay porn, straight porn, bi porn, trans? Um, we've all done all of it. Yeah, all of we, that? we do everything. Well, every, yeah. Gay, straight, the limit. bi, okay. trans, yeah. kink. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean we're, like shooting with any and all studios. We still have, like, our standards of who we work with and, you know, how we want to present ourselves. But, indeed, like, there's no sexuality limits with how we shoot porn. So do you feel that's, like, a benefit to you because you have more options? Yes, absolutely. If you kind of, like, take a look at it, him and I can work, if we're talking, like, at a high average, up to 15 times a month, whereas, like, someone, let's say, in who just strictly does gay, a high average would be, like, four and then split oh, that wow. in half. Someone who strictly does gay and only bottoms. Now you're down to two, huh. one, right. if that. And because of the lack of your flexibility, they might not even hire you back anyway. So that might dwindle to nothing. Huh? Are there more porn performers becoming more versatile, like following your lead, or is yes. it, or are you guys sort of rare? Yes. I still think our group is rare, though. You have, well, like, we have a tight most, group still. Because you have to remember, like, are these directors, they just won't book them. If they can't get their dick hard, if they can't perform in that bi setting, which means they kind of have to be into it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but try to, like, yeah, when, I mean, when you and I first started, like, the whole, like, branching out kind of a thing, Yeah. think of all the names who were in that industry who were doing what we did. And then, right now, think of all the names who do it now. Like, there's so much more. Yeah, I guess, because the people, they didn't really cycle out. They're still yeah. there, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's I guess I've always been a little cynical of that because you know there's so much shit we get you know it's funny oh, yeah. he, he asks like is it an edge is it a good thing and hell yeah it's a good thing for the work but we do also get probably the most flack in the industry yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's so funny like it's the gay and straight side kind of are like they're not friends yeah, but like they're the not like enemies they, they don't <laughs> they just they just don't talk to each other you know they're yeah. just like they don't associate oh. with each other but like us every, both sides talk well. shit about us oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the shit talking's there anyways but because we're in all sides we get the heaviest like amount because it's just just like being on both sides, both sides think we're tainting either side. Oh. Well, and usually it comes down to like the directors having an issue with the director on the straight side or someone having yeah. shit to talk to someone. You know, directors huh. will go two different routes and, you know, 
then that industry becomes segregated. But I don't really see any logic behind the segregation. It's like the, for the gay side, we get hate because then it's just like, oh, you're not fully gay. So you're fucking up the whole gay industry. You're like, yeah. you're, what's wrong with the gay industry? And it's just like, yeah, well, we're just doing this. Yeah, but yeah. then it's like on the straight side, it becomes this thing of like, oh, you're gross for doing that. And you're bringing diseases over the straight um, side, which is really fucking funny because the past three moratoriums, a moratorium is when the whole, whole oh, the, yeah, legally, the whole porn talk. industry shuts down when someone catches HIV. Oh, And wow. the past they three times, the past lock. three years, it's all been on the straight side. Oh, wow. Every fucking time. Right. And it's really funny because if we're so dirty, then how come we're coming up on the same exact past system? You know what I mean? And we have safer test regulations, They truly believe in their truest of true hearts that a straight male who comes in with seven days left of his 14-day test is less likely to bring something around the industry than someone who's... Also on seven days left of a 14-day industry, but it's gay. Or like It's right. absolutely and, asinine. And it's a very, 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 very rare to ever do day-before testing on the straight side, but it's uh, very regular to uh, do day-before oh, testing yeah. on the gay and, side. And week before, huh. day before. So, yeah. like, so huh. if you don't already have your pass within the 14 days... Then you have to do it within seven days and a day before. If it's if you're already within the 14 days when they book you, you at least have to do the one day before an addition. So it's actually more regulated on the gay yeah. side, and yet the stigma still exists that it's less safe. Yeah, I am certain to hire gay with the amount we fuck. If we were not in porn, we would have significantly more STDs than we've had. Yeah, yeah. or at least I can say that for myself. I don't want to speak. Oh, to totally. You. Yeah, like, okay. it's just and <laughs> it, it, it comes to the point where it's just like regardless of you know straight, gay, whatever. I feel like porn performers are very like safe, like, and then they a lot of time are afraid to just have sex with anyone that's not in the industry because it's just yeah, like that's what they're not sure to. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. they won't even fuck outs. I don't really yeah. for that very Me reason. Neither. Oh wow, interesting. Well, you're not worth my money. That. My my six scenes booked up over the span of ne- the next ten days. Fuck no, absolutely right. not. I'm not taking that risk on you. I'm not right. taking that gamble. Huh. Someone who performs like us, we're having sex with ten different people a month. And so the risk is going to be higher, but if you're talking about the ratio, we're a hell of a lot safer. The the one thing one thing I do want to like make sure to everyone, it's not all like gloom and doom and shit like that. Like no, how there's we're a making place this for up. everybody. Like everything is progressing very quickly and in the right direction. I feel like so Agreed. like yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Like there's the stuff that goes on, but it's like it's getting a lot better like quickly. Yeah, it does seem like it's changing fast. It does. Well, it's because there's a market for it now. People can yeah. capitalize off right. of it. It's not because there's any like social justice there. Yeah. It's because, oh, well, now we can make money off of two dudes fucking and a girl being in it. And you got all the post-millennial kids that are just like, this is what they're about. This is their life. Right. So it's like, well, shit, we got we to market to them now. Right. <laughs> oh, rats. <laughs> yep. Can't throw away that money or someone else will take it. Like. Cool. Capitalism bringing us more representation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, in this case, it's a good thing. <laughs> right. Cool. So what is that actually like to be having sex that much? Like, does it feel like you're acting and like it's a job? Do you get enjoyment out of it when you're doing it a lot? Is it very stressful? How does Everyone's it affect different. you personally? I find it easier uh, or I find it myself. This I'm not saying this is the right or wrong way to do it, but this is what works for me is to always take it professionally, treat it like a job, but at the same time, allow yourself to have fun, but don't get lost in having fun to where all of a sudden you're just focusing on having fun, realize that you're putting out a product, a piece of art, 
some may say. Mm-hmm. And so if all of a sudden you're just focusing on having fun, then all of a sudden it may not be looking good. I agree to, with the same logic. I don't know if I always follow the same logic. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think the same thing. Like when, when I showed up, like on my first porn scenes, I wasn't there as a uh, as a model or an actor or a porn star or any of the things. I showed up as a businessman coming to do a business transaction. And I think a lot of people, that's like their real issue with... Um, you know, people who swing to both sides of the industry is because they see it as, well, you're cheapening the porn if it's a transactional to you. But it's like, fuck, no, it's not really how that works. But I think, yeah, I always try to come in with the professional piece and then I try to enjoy it if I can. But even if it's my perfect type, like visually, I can objectively say that's what I'm always into. If I'm fucking during porn, I'm usually just not into it. Yeah. Does being in the industry affect your personal relationships like are you dating outside of this or because you are not don't want to have sex outside it is it hard to do to start with this one (laughs) yeah yeah uh it definitely in many ways affects outside relationships because it's like regardless of who you're talking to there will always be some level of jealousy like on both sides you know so then it's just kind of like if you're dating outside of the industry then you have to deal with the fact that the person may not understand like mind you this is all understandable stuff like right you got to imagine being in their shoes but then it's just like there's always that element there and dating within the industry there's still jealousy that you're having sex with all these other people like you know at the end of the day just because we're performers (laughs) yeah we're not like all of a sudden different people we just are more exposed to sexuality but it is a lot easier but then again people that you might be dating in the industry Kind of like you know, on the crazy side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it does uh, affect like the way you treat your like your sex life. I think kind of was a lot of the question, yeah, uh, because it, it it changes for everyone. For me now, like sex, in my personal life, I get off on the connection and the romance, and then like the actual thing. But then like, for some people, I, like, yeah, some people it takes them to like darker place not saying that this is you but saying, <laughs> yeah, yes you are but that's no, no 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 it does I, I, was, I was saying like way dark like like people have to do some very very extreme things in order to know the porn I watch <laughs> the porn you watch and the, and the sex you uh, have are and, two different things alright touche that's true it's all coming from the same like demon I'm, you know I'm still chasing the same dragon <laughs> it's just it's just switched forms now <laughs> Do you get jealous if you're dating someone in the industry? Like, do you get jealous when they're filming other scenes with other people? Oh, yes. Yeah. It just depends on the confidence you have in each other. It could also be really healthy, but it's just like a magnifying glass on something. It's like, whoa, this could get really nuts or really awesome. We've seen some porn relationships that are like some of the most beautiful things we've ever seen. How long lasting? Having a clue. But either way, it's just significantly more intense. I liked what you were saying about how doing the porn kind of make you want to do more extreme stuff. Because I think that happens to most people who watch porn is that. They watch it and it affects what they're attracted to and get off on. And then some people want to recreate that. Like, that's how they learn new things. I hate to admit it. And it's just one of those things that, like, I feel like as it's our duty to, like, say, like, porn sex is not something that you should influence your sex life off of. It is very unrealistic. It is, it's just like watching movies and TV shows and looking at magazines. Like, people don't look like that normally. <laughs> we you don't know? even do this shit in our real life. <laughs> yeah. It, like, half of the stuff that we do is just like, it's very, uncomfortable like because we have to do these wacky weird positions so it's just like don't base your sex life off watching porn it's just i mean maybe you get an idea here and there sure but like other than that granted we do understand that orifice is getting slammed from weird angles and shit like that is super dope yeah we're we're about (laughs) it we're just saying but can't always do like double backflip pile driver you know for 45 minutes straight i made that one up but you know what i mean (laughs) 
So what are the different types of bi porn that are out there? Like I've seen, you know, there's the more forced, pressured, um, like you're doing this to yeah, please yeah. the like, woman. The but then there's like yeah, everyone's see, into it and it's hot. There's I yeah. think our heads just jump to like what are the sexual acts of bi porn and oh. that with bi porn you it's all the about same. That too. Well, it's just that there in order for it to be bi porn, if the two guys are just fucking the girl but like making some real intense eye contact and like winking at each other, that's not enough. You know? Uh-huh. There has to be actual insertion, like penetration, I think, in order for it to be actual bi porn. I think it'll be at least some dick sucking. At least some dick sucking. And that's like lightly bi. Uh, that's like you're still not gonna tell your dad kind that's of like bi. that's like cuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's cuck? Cuck is basically where <laughs> we're going to paint out a situation because it's easier to explain that way. So Please. let's say a man and a wife. Or let's say the husband gets off on watching the wife have sex with another man. He, but, he gets off to the humiliation. Of yeah, it's it. humiliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a form of BDSM or kink. The wife making the husband suck another man's dick, even uh-huh. though he may not be interested in sucking dick yeah. whatsoever that is part it's of it's that she's getting fucked by somebody else right in front of him and doing it on purpose to shame him and humiliate him and be like oh yeah you can't even fuck your wife's pussy that's good and and who is and he's perf- like oh no no <laughs> please i wish i could do it oh this is the worst but somehow he's getting hard to it from like uh-huh. the shame and he- this is cuckolding so i have two questions is are the performers the male performers who do that are they bi or straight or who's getting hired for that is it like a bi performer it, but yeah. like most of the time it's just a straight performer oh, it's really? just they're just acting so but it's that's a straight just guy who's willing that cuckold to... work is more on the straight side though mm-hmm. if that was uh-huh. like more indicative of gay porn it would just all be on the gay side yeah and who do you think is watching that kind of porn straight guys uh, I don't know. I've been going down some different I, paths lately. Yeah, so I, th- I might be watching that. I mean, I think soon. it's kind of open for everyone. It's just kind of like no matter what your sexual orientation is, if you may be able to get yeah, off. Yeah, because I don't that. necessarily yeah, yeah, think yeah. it identifies with sexual orientation. I think it has more to do with the dominant submissive role, and no. that doesn't. Re- that's kind of genderless. Interesting. Or orientationless. Actually, the first thing that opened me up to even starting to question my sexuality was porn. And before I ever was willing to do anything with a guy, I found myself clicking on gay porn and watching it and I was particularly interested in like gay for pay or like hazing porn and so yeah. it's like in a way sort of about the fact that it isn't you're not supposed to or like yeah, the fact it's, that it's kind of coerced someone into a submissive position yeah in it's order a power for that dynamic. Sexu- yeah the power yeah sure right and it oh, to yeah. me when I first started watching that it didn't seem gay to me because the performers would say I'm straight I'm only doing this for the money yeah and so if, I was like, like if they're yeah, straight then then I can watch this and still be straight <laughs> yeah so you. that was really hot me too <laughs> <laughs> what's the gay for pay hazing kind of scene like have you guys done porn like that who's doing that kind of porn every once in a while does like the convincing your friend or your bro to do mm-hmm. it but i guess everyone kind of does that i've just done the most scenes like that at next door but i guess kind of everyone did that phase for a while oh yeah but as for like the actual like what's it gonna take for you know us to fuck that boy hole like <laughs> um for that that sounds like a lot more on like the kink side because again it's not about as much about sexuality it's more about the dom sub so you'd find that more on like fetish sites which typically aren't as mainstream unless it is kink.com or it's usually like those sites like next door that when they first hire a guy who's never done porn before to do like a gay scene they may do like their first scene will be something along those lines but anything can be considered gay for pay in the aspect of like for example some people consider me gay for pay uh-huh. It's just their opinion. Uh-huh. But then it, it could be anything just from a straight guy that does gay porn, but in the scene could totally be acting like he is a gay man. Uh-huh. But it's just gay for pay. It's just 
an actual a guy who was straight in their real life right is doing. so there's the reality of it and yeah. then there's how they're acting in the yeah. scene so so it could be that or it could be the a gay guy pretending to be straight for the gay for pay theoretically oh, theoretically yeah, yeah. Are there a lot of straight guys who end up doing gay porn? Like, how how common yeah. is it for those actors to do that? Twenty five percent of them, oh, wow. if not more. If not wow. more, yeah, and why do they do it? Why do but, they do it to get more work? Now, are they straight models or are they well, fluid models? Exactly, good question. That makes a big difference, right? What do you? And think? I would say maybe ten percent are. Even those ten percent, yeah. those boys are not fucking straight. But it's like what, <laughs> they don't know how to suck dick, but they're not straight. Let's just say that's what they call themselves. Is they call them yes. Straight, I would say there's like ten percent that really hardcore identifies as straight. The rest of that thirty to forty percent of talent that isn't actively a hundred percent gay or more leaning towards that side, I would say is just fluid. Yeah. So it's like in gay porn, people that are specifically gay, I think, make like the biggest piece. But your next biggest piece is definitely the fluid people opposed to like people that are actually say they're yeah. straight. I think the industry and what you're talking about highlights how much of a spectrum this is and how much fluidity there is among those labels. And so people have their labels, but there's a lot of behavior going on that might defy the strict definition of what that label is. Yeah, we're trying to bring those walls down, I guess. Yeah. I think we're, we're, we're chipping away slowly but surely. Do yeah, you, I would say so. Good question, actually. Do you have, like, a social mission with this? Do you want to be more visible as bisexual? Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's also a business position as well. Uh-huh. Like, but sure, yeah, in addition to social. Like, and we go out of our way to do that, too. Mm-hmm. I think we stirred up a little in Santa Monica. Oh, my God, yeah. We, we, made, a, we made a little <laughs> video of all these, like, religious anti-gay protesters on Santa Monica Pier. And Dante was like, let's go in and, like, actually try to talk to him first. And he's like, what can we do to repent or like what, what just we're, what, I was, we're fucking with them right? yeah it's like <laughs> what can we do to give back we're, we're gay porn stars here like, how so, do we how do we come back from this yeah um, right where how do we let Jesus Christ into our heart oh, maybe that's oh, fucked God. up to say online I don't know so <laughs> I forget what we were but saying anyways, but anyways yeah. yeah so he was like you can't yeah he was like you can't sorry you're far, too far gone do not, don't know what to tell you man he literally said that he was like what? he's like well what should we do I was like I think we should start making out so he did and so wow. mind you there's like hundreds of people around us we got a friend recording us and we and just start like we start making out and like everywhere. tearing our shirts off and <laughs> yeah that's hot good for you so <laughs> so yeah like, awesome. we're here for a social stance too yeah. but it's it's also our stance you know i mean it's specifically more as of recently i've kind of made it a goal of mine to like start bridging the gap between gay and straight porn because like i'm really really pushing f- to start doing straight porn because it's really really hard for we're, we're called crossover performers uh-huh. it's really hard to get straight scenes yeah because of all the stigmas, but it's uh, it's my goal right now just to start getting straight scenes and being like, this can be a thing. There is no nothing to fear. Why are we like this? Just, yeah, right. and also right. there's a huge part of it, and I'm and I can literally quote at least three directors who can like back me up on this. Will say a lot of the reason that crossover performers are pushed out of the straight side is because a lot of those straight performers came from the gay side and completely revamped themselves, oh. started a new name, became someone new, and they are pushing back at it. Oh. And if you have to ask me, I think it's because we're better performers, we're better looking, and they don't want us to come in and fuck their women. Uh Uh I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'd be fucking shady too. You know what I mean? And that's what I really think it comes down to because there's no logic between like the fucking testing anymore. There's no testing concern with it at all. So there's no sexual safety concern with it at all. Which means other than that, there only becomes a social issue with it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's 2019. We're in 2019 right now. It's 20 by 10. Coining it. (laughs) Hashtag that. You could have it 
for two more months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the payment like? Is it different? Mm -hmm. Do you get paid more for one or the other? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you definitely get paid better on the gay side. Um, but uh, you can also twice build as yourself oh, wow. up. I mean, we've built ourselves up on other like sides as well. And because of that, we kind of get paid well everywhere. Yeah. But cool. yes, stereotypically, that would be the case. You would get paid less as a straight performer. I mean, some of those dudes are making fucking pennies. But um you Talking know. like three, four hundred dollars a scene. But also, if you know straight, how to negotiate. Straight straight. And and what it really comes down to is what's the budget of the studio, and chances uh, are the, yeah. the studio has a budget. So you know, at that point, it just comes down to really, can you negotiate for yourself? And most of those straight dudes can't. Yeah, I mean, huh. but that's why agents are a thing. They do all the negotiating for you, but it's just kind of like Not I would, I would, yeah, I would rather <laughs> like be in control because like I still get paid more than a lot yeah. of the straight performers. So oh, how did wow. you get to that point? And like, talk a little bit about the studio shoots versus the content you're creating yourself like do you kind of have to do both these days to rise in the field definitely well rise to. in the field or rise with your financial gains from the work i guess both like how does it affect I both mean, of those if you want to earn money yes you need to have third-party platforms pushing your uh -huh. product like absolutely you need to use your brand and your social media marketing for more than just the studios you're handing away basically fucking everything to yeah and that's your fans trying to follow you not the company that you work for and right I think and you having, can reach out to them directly and having that option for your fan base is the right thing to do anyways like a lot of them don't really give a shit about what you're doing on those sites they just want to see what way you're fucking in your life you know what i mean like i do just fine like just with studio work like i i live more than happily let's put it that way and like stuff like only fans is kind of just like extra money you know every month so it's, it's not something like you need to do but it's just like some people are so fucking good at only fans that it's just like literally they just only do studio work just to get their name out there a little bit uh -huh. oh yeah uh -huh. and do you think the studios look at like your social media and how many Fuck followers yeah. you have and make oh, decisions yeah. on who to hire based oh, on yeah. that totally because at the end of the day, when they make your scene and they start releasing it to their blogs, they release it on their social media sites and you're tagged in it. I mean, you retweeting it with having a certain outreach with that right. makes a difference. I mean, it's business. It sucks for to think like, oh, the porn site has a business end, but it does. It's yeah. it's There's just a lot of fucking on top of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what's like the best thing about working in this industry and what's the worst or what's your some best experiences versus not so great experiences when you start mixing in the award shows with the actual work and it's like eight days worth because then it gets really hard to or at least for me it gets hard to like separate the partying from the because you're literally there to party like you know you are there paying for and hosting these grandiose parties to like have these models show up to and for some people it's mandatory for others it isn't that's my hardest part when especially because everyone wants to shoot around those times because everyone's together so you like get done with three days worth of fucking binge partying and then they're like okay you got six scenes lined up like roger dodger like let's go it's just like you don't get time off yeah because you're in a different hotel in a different location you never really feels like you punch out yeah i think that point specifically i would almost have to agree with is just like taking a breather just being able to because like all of a sudden like you won't realize that you just did this but then like you look at your schedule and you're like fuck i'm not even home this month like you're like oh yeah, I, literally I, not home this month i go to atlanta and then go home the next morning i go to san diego and then that night as i drive back home from san diego i then got to drive to vegas and then fly back and do all this like weird like mashing up and then you're just like stressing yourself out and yeah. it's like even people who travel for work business you know 
three weeks out of the month, there's still a set schedule to what they're doing. For ours, call times can be different times. Scene can last till different times. That can turn into going to dinner with your friends. It can turn into ordering shitty food into your hotel. You know what I mean? It can, but there's just never a set schedule. How long does it take to shoot scenes? Anywhere from two hours to 16 hours. Wow. Why does it take 16 hours? Depends Good on the production. Question. It's um, not supposed to. Because <laughs> it, it, that kind of merges over into like mainstream film at that point when it takes that long because then it's just like you have like these big crews and like there's all this like setup and all these like little minute or minute details that need to be matched. And B-roll can last forever. Like the actual acting piece of it for some films that is longer than the actual sex part. And uh, just to clarify, B-roll and porn is the acting part. Oh, what's is the normal way to say it? B-roll is like when you see like cityscapes, like in mainstream film, like it's just like all of a sudden like a quick cut of like a cityscape or like someone just like, oh, like shit that so it doesn't have anything to do with the like, story. It's like reversed. It, it, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. reversed because yeah. B-roll, that's their way of saying the nothingness that's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But for me, ours, it's not really nothingness, it's... You know, but it's not the, better not the, the focus, basically. Not the oh, I see. Um, but yeah, anyway, some so. people want to know where that fucking pizza delivery guy's oh, there. Totally. You know? <laughs> I usually do. Do you shoot that separately from the same day? Depends. Usually, there's a few companies that like will split it up into A roll and B roll days. But in my personal opinion, that's their way of saying, "Hey, we'd like to pay you less for more hours of footage." So I don't really like that. But more often than not, no, you film B roll and the sex in the same day. And that's so you're why acting in the sex. sixteen hours. Uh huh. Do you get into like a different mindset when you're doing the the B roll versus the other stuff? No. It's kind of like you want to stay in the same because if yeah. the story is taking that fucking long, then the, your character is kind of reliant in the sex scene. Yeah, I can't see them as two separate things because then to me, I've completed one task and I'm in this lull between my second task and that's when I don't want to do anything. So, you're so in, in my character. head, I just think it's all one thing. And you're in character the whole time. Do you feel yeah. that way or do yeah, you ever actually, feel like it, you get into yourself and the character fades or do you try to stay in the role? I don't think we have crazy wide character ranges. And when, we, well, actually, the shit we did with Lance and Vegas. Oh. I guess we could kind of play anything at that point. Yeah, but that, that was, was that? one of those two hour shoots, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> What true. was that role? I was Spider-Man and Dante was the evil vegan, vegan. demon. <laughs> yeah, and you actually look kind of fucking good. And I saw that DVD cover. I was like, you were you like well, thank you. something about that eyeliner. Lance knows what he's fucking doing. His his whole thing is just like super cheesy stuff, campy like, just, shit. But it's really like, good, and it's got a huge market for it. Like none of, none of this makes sense. Like what is this? But it's that that sells. It's cool and it's silly at the same time. Yeah, but it's fun. Is the k- more kink porn? community separate from this or yeah. is there a lot of crossover or? it's just crossover but it's I mean, separate I, it's very i'm separate. not familiar i'm like yeah i don't know you're the dude you're the kink expert out of us too. i'm not the kink expert i'm the motherfucker i filmed two kink scenes and you filmed how many yeah well i like whipping people man so, I like, well I like, <laughs> I like hitting people and stuff. sounds like a kink expert <laughs> uh, well i mean one could argue someone that's incredibly submissive <clears throat> dante um would be more <laughs> Expertized, expertised. I don't fucking know. In kink, motherfucker. That's fair. <laughs> fair. But um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you answered it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but actually, that that leads me to another question. Like dominant, submissive. Do you think that's like a separate spectrum than what your sexuality is, oh, or is it related in some way? And that really? I can. I'm. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I don't think that can be stressed enough in understanding 
like all of this and what we're talking yeah. about today is fuck yeah. yeah. Being submissive, being a bottom does not make you more or less gay. It's just what role you like to take. It's a different scale and they oscillate at the same time in two different spaces. Yeah. Like they are two different things and together they equal an algorithm that is whatever fucking label you want to put it on. But being a bottom doesn't necessarily mean submissive. You could be total like No, that's what bottom. I mean. It doesn't correlate you're right. Oh, not gotcha. not just Sorry, to like being more gay, but being more submissive. You're right. My point is what's seen as the more submissive role doesn't at all correlate to your sexuality. People will always go back to the day old, like, if you're less masculine, if you're less of a man, like, you are, like, that is what being gay is. Like, that is where that comes from. And I think that is just such, that was logical thinking when we were cavemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we needed to provide in this angry masculine way. But now the people raking in the money are the tech dudes. And, like, people who are traditionally not your athletic jocks, you know? Like, it's, it's switched. So that dynamic doesn't work anymore. And I think because of that, we're opening up to a different one. Right. But no, they're two completely different things. Dom sub always find the difference. If you sit in there and you're racking your brain about something and you're confused and it's in regards to sexuality, I guarantee you 90% of the time it's because you somewhere got mixed up in their submissive and dominant roles, which are about sexual pleasure, not about gender or identity and right. stuff like that. Preference. Right. It took me a while to be comfortable exploring this stuff and to realize where I was most comfortable, but... Yeah, me and too. I, I'm a little nerd to this shit, too. Yeah, well, and I've found that I like to try all new things, and I'm not very rigid, but, like, I enjoy the role of a sub-top, which is something that, like, I wouldn't have even thought existed before I realized yeah. that these are different spectrums. Okay. And that, like, masculinity is not necessarily connected to your sexuality. That, that just because you like guys doesn't mean it's not masculine or that... You right. can't behave in whatever way you want on the gender spectrum. Yeah, I've seen some hella masculine dudes that you would not want to fuck with that are, like, gay, and it's just, like, has nothing to do with it. What's the best part about working in this industry? Telling people you work in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> really? How do people react? Just, I don't know. It's always, kind of like exactly how you'd think they'd react. It's what? always different. Wow. That's true. One time I got this one bitch in Uber. She was like, oh, how long have you been doing that? Is this what you're going to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> I was like, does this make you feel uncomfortable? Like, you did ask me. <laughs> and she's like, no, just sad. I like, pull the damn car oh. over. I did. I made her pull Ouch. over. I was like, thank you so much. Can we actually just end? I said it all nice. I didn't like yell at her or anything. Mainly because I was afraid yeah. I was going to get like fucking cursed by the, you know, God or something. <laughs> I was like, please just, the yeah. corner right here is fine. Like, because just that thought process, like to her, this was so pitiful and so sad. And oh, did you really have to? Honey, I was running businesses before this. I'll be running businesses after this. This is a fun pit stop along the way. And I think for most successful porn stars, that is the case. Most people who are in here desperate for the paycheck don't last long. Yeah. Uh huh. What's What's the best part for you? And then I have a question about that. Uh, I dig all of what he's saying. That's definitely a really nice part of it, just kind of seeing people's reactions. That's why I love just talking about it. I would say just in general for me, the kind of money that you are capable of making and the freedoms that you are able to have and the fun. There are very few people in this world that can be like, I love my job. And I am one of those fortunate people that can say that. And it's just, I... Yeah, me too. I bitch about it a lot, <laughs> yeah. but I do love it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like the freedoms you're capable of having. You make your own schedule. You make pretty good money. You have fun while you're working. Doing it is the best part. Cool. 
and you mentioned a lot of porn performers. It's, it's sort of a stop on the way. What are your career goals long-term and life goals? How do you mm. see this fitting in? So uh, moving to L.A., I never really wanted to go down the acting route, even though like I've always been told that. It always has seemed like a good fit. It kind of seems like a part of my life. But never really gone down it because I fucking hate conformity. I'm like, I don't want to be like everyone else out here. It was like, I'm an actor. I'm like, you're a fucking bartender. You know what I mean? So for that, I didn't want to. But then someone was like, well, you realize you could be like one of the first people to like still do porn and acting instead of like cutting it off and denouncing one in order to get into the other. And I was like, hmm, now this is a one in a million shot. I can go for it. So I think that's kind of the path I'm going down. Um, I decided I'm going to make a documentary pretty soon here and I have all the setup I need to do it and just kind of a life in the or a day in the life. So I think I'm going to go down that route. But keep the porn in the process because I don't want to say fuck you to porn because I I don't have any qualms with porn. I really like porn. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big issues is people jump to a different career and then they say, you know, try to bury that in the corner and make it a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing. This gave a lot of people a leg up. The tax like returns look the same, you know? It is so related and so similar to other content creation that is not about sex. Exactly. It's and w- so, when you, you start so getting good at skills. that other, that's, well, and there's more skills than just content related or film related. You also have to remember we're social media PR experts i will put any good porn star as a great social media up against any middle manager in pr there is nobody there are so many tools you gain from porn and you become way more multifaceted than being a phenomenal fuck i'm kind of in sort of the same boat as uh michael over here is kind of wanting to go the acting route but it's because I love to act. It's so much fun for me. But it's also like I don't want to put the time and effort into it because it's just one of those things that it's like something you could chase all your life and get absolutely fucking nowhere with it. So it's just like if the opportunity comes to me, then, yeah, I'll take it up on it. But currently where I see myself going is staying in the industry, taking the performer route as far as I can go. And then, you know, when I start to realize like, hey, you know, maybe I should get out of it, then get out and then move on to production or move into production while I perform, which is actually a common thing. But staying within the industry one way or the other. Yeah, you fucking love it here. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being bisexual, pansexual, fluid in your life? More options. More options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Why, why would you take half of the pot of gold if you could have the whole fucking pot of gold? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Summed it up there pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Good experience. Good more, more things to experience in life. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any message for like straight identified guys who are questioning their sexuality or by people who may not be out yet? Like, do you have any message for them exploring this based on your experience? Just it's easier said than done. Just let yourself be who you are like life becomes so much fucking easier when you just do that like the things that you're worried about why you don't allow yourself to be who you are are petty things most of the time and they end up like you realize they don't matter at the end of the day well usually that's the shit that's holding you back from getting to where you want to go in the first place like just you gotta make the step yourself people think that what everyone else is going to think is the sum of who they are, but it, it isn't, you know? They gotta be happy with who they are. Like, that little bit of shit you get from a friend feels a whole lot different when you, like, don't believe in yourself, 
You know what I mean? Then that little haha bro joke turns into, whoa, that hurt my fucking feelings. Because you didn't own it. You couldn't yeah. become a part of who you are, you know? Well, uh, that's great. Thank you guys so much for being here on Two Bye Guys. Thank you for all the work you're doing in the industry to promote visibility and representation of fluid sexuality and gender. And it was great to meet you and talk to you. Awesome. Likewise. Yeah, thank you for having us on, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was. all right. Thank you. All right. See you. See you. Our music is by Ross Mincer and graphic design by Caitlin Weinman. This podcast is edited by Moxie Pung and is also produced by Moxie Pung, Matt Loomis, Alex Boyd, and me, Rob Cohen. Thanks for listening to Two Bye Guys. Mm-hmm.